0: All right, welcome back. It's uh, another episode of the Green Room Podcast, uh, the intermittent Green Room Podcast <laughs> these days. Uh, this is episode – back. I had to actually go back and look it up, how many episodes we've done, because we've only done two since May, so we're really on top of the ball here. But we're going to try to get things rolling again. Uh, me and Matt Charbonneau, who's here with coffee in hand, ready to discuss uh, some <laughs> things Michigan State football. But, yeah, episode 35 – um, basically just uh, today's a, you know, just kind of a day we want to touch on this schedule. We finally, you know, we talked last week on the podcast, they, they brought the season back and everyone's thrilled and yippee. There's going to be big 10 football, um, in the fall. Uh, so that's exciting for now. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, it's, everything is proceeding with caution.
1: You don't sound very optimistic there.
0: <laughs> well, um, I think we're at 18 games postponed right now. At the last We get Notre, Notre Dame Wake Forest be, today. which That is... would be the 18th, I believe, uh, and that's a big one. Um, yeah. that, that's a big one. I mean, uh, any game postponed is obviously eye-opening, but when you're talking about Notre Dame and the infrastructure they have to have available and for them to pull the plug on, on an ACC game. Uh, now, um, you know, the ACC's got, you know, they've got, by weeks built in, so they can make these up. Big Ten doesn't have that. Yeah, uh, Big Ten starting October 24th. They don't have these by weeks built in. So basically, everything has got to go just about perfectly. And honestly, I kind of think that's what Kevin Warren wanted. I think he kind of wanted to say, "Look, if you want football, then you're going to have to be dead nuts perfect for this to happen." <laughs> yeah. And that's what it, that's what has to happen for this season to be played.
1: Well, and the other thing too is I don't know, and, and I'm a little ignorant to this, so maybe it's kind of silly, but I don't know if the ACC has the same sort of protocols in place right now that the Big Ten's planning to. So, in other words, if the Big Ten's rapid testing that they're counting on is reliable, you you could have – I mean, tell me if I'm wrong here. You could conceivably have five, six positive cases. Like, I guess Notre Dame's might have been seven. Mm. But when you have this rapid testing, you also know that's the seven and that's it.
0: Yeah, you, you could
1: essentially keep playing if you just isolate those seven players and.
0: Right. Um, yeah, but you know, and that's a, that's a question too because they're going to be tested every day. Right. So if they hit that number, which we figure, you know, you got about a hundred kids on you know on the team or whatever it is, give or take, based on the school. So yeah, five percent is the threshold. You're over five percent, you're not going to play that week. They're going to shut it down. If you get three early in the week and you do the daily testing, and then you start doing the contract tracing with those three that tested positive, the odds are you very well could bump up to five. So the Big Ten protocols, from everything I've read and looked into, are as strict as they come, Uh, not just in testing. They're going to test every day. Um, I I haven't read that there are many other conferences doing that. Uh, And then the strict 5% guideline, if you hit that number, you're going to basically be shut down for the week. So uh, these are strict. Uh, interestingly, um, other conferences who still haven't committed to playing, there are three FBS conferences. There's obviously the PAC 12, there's the mountain West and the Mac, all three of them are now looking into playing fall football. And, uh, from what I've heard from some sources and read, uh, elsewhere is that, uh, they're all looking at the big 10 model because the big 10 model seems to be the safest, the, um, the most health conscious plan, uh, of all the conferences, uh, with not just their, you know, not just their, you know, COVID testing, but 21 days out for a player to test positive, the team shuts down if you get 5% or more of the team, or if you get seven and a half percent of the, basically the surrounding football community, which is support staff and, and, and whatnot. Uh, and then even to return to action, the player must not just be COVID free, obviously, but also has to pass. Heart exams and get clearance from a cardiologist. So right. uh, so you're not only dealing with no bye weeks, so there's no wiggle room there, but you lose your best two players or one player even. If you lose your starting quarterback, I know it's not an issue at Michigan State because they don't have a starting quarterback. Ooh. But we'll get into that. Ro- Rocky Lombardi anyway, wants
1: to have a word with you.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh Rocky Four this year. That's <laughs> what this year is. It's the Rocky Four. Which, oh,
1: now I know where that headline from. Which, which was
0: from. my favorite Rocky movie, but uh um but uh, but but if you if you are say Ohio State and you lose Justin Fields to COVID for 21 days, quite frankly, that probably is the end of your national championship hopes. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's very strict. But all these other conferences, Pac-12 is is a little bit early in their discussions. I don't think they're rushing in anything because of course Pac-12 also has to deal with the wildfires, not just the COVID out there, but they're dealing with other other stuff. Uh, the MAC is supposed to make a decision by Monday, and it sounds to me from my conversations today that if they get the testing, they're going to go for it. Um, and uh, the Mountain West supposedly has a meeting Thursday where they're expecting a vote probably to go for it. So we're going to have all the FBS conferences back at some point. Uh, but the Big Ten is obviously what we're here to talk about. October. You know, the, one, the one
1: thing I want to just stick in, interject in there and that's the, interesting that everyone's watching the Big Ten because the Big Ten can afford all this testing that the conference is going to be paying for the PAC 12, if they decide to can afford right. to pay for all that testing. Yeah. How in the world are the Mac and the mountain West? They're not
0: They're not. the I, Mac. I know for a fact, the Mac is not going to be able to test every day. Um, I've been told that right. flat out now some of the bigger conferences aren't testing every day either. Um, so, um, yeah. obviously the Mac is going to have, uh, you know, issues securing and paying for these tests. Now these tests are obviously a lot cheaper, Um, than what the the normal tests were the swab and nasal you know that they were paying 75 bucks 100 bucks for a couple months ago these are cheaper than that so it's more of an issue of securing enough of them and that's the roadblock if the mac can't do it or can't do it to their satisfaction they're not going to play they think they'll probably be able to do it Um, but it comes down to the protocols of the um, the how long a player sits out and how much uh, the team the teams have to shut down practices and games and And all that. So, those are what they're kind of looking into, not uh, not necessarily the testing every day. So, when are we going to see fans back in the stands to a normal level again?
1: Normal level?
0: Normal level. Not just any fan, not 100 fans, not cardboard cutouts, not virtual reality, (laughs) not TV screen with fans on them. Next time, we're going to see 75,000 people at Spartan Stadium
1: next year next fall i mean it's not happening this year no I mean, it's you're not, not
0: happening i know it's not happening this year i mean you think it'll be next fall
1: oh well it it will be next fall at the earliest obviously now do we get to that point by next fall i don't know um <sighs> uh, that's a good question and that's not something i i don't feel prepared to answer obviously they're going to be shooting for it i mean they'd love to be able to have a small percentage of fans this year the plan is in the big 10 they're not um so that's probably the safe bet. You, you're probably going to see some family in there. That's about it.
0: But right, which is which? Uh, which begs the question too: is how many magically new family members are these <laughs> players going to have? Well, you know, I wonder how strict they're going to be with who gets in and who are really family members, or this is my ninth cousin four times removed. Or I would say this: if, if you're in? being
1: yeah, if you're being this strict with your protocols for the players right. and the staff, why would you right. just suddenly let it slack on Saturday when you want your eighth cousin to come right. to the game? You know, right. I. I feel like they will be, but I, I do know there's a push. They would like, if things are going well, to maybe experiment late in the year. But who knows? No, I, I, I think that the not safe a... bet, obviously, is not to. No. Um, and you would hope by next fall. I mean, I don't know. We'll get a better idea. I mean, what what's the baseball season going to look like next year? Will we see fans there? Not, it it I mean, could not be not at the beginning of the season, right? But I'm saying a lot of what we've heard from the Big Ten and a lot of these, you know, whether it's football or even the basketball people I've spoken to. Is they've done a lot of they've had the benefit of watching and seeing what a lot of other mm-hmm. leagues are doing, uh, especially on the basketball end. So you know a lot of it's going to be how does it go in other in other leagues? Uh, is is baseball going to have fans at some point in the summer? Might be able to give them some idea. Okay, maybe we can pull off having a half full stadium next September. I you know, but, that, what, but like with so many things with this, it's like you just you feel like you got it figured out, and a week later you realize you didn't have anything figured out. So all right,
0: well it'll be interesting to see when we have it back. It is kind of um it is kind of surreal no one i guess you know thinking back to march nobody would have thought that we'd be here at this point still still working from home and still i'll say
1: this i still haven't been to a game without fans yeah believe it or not i mean i was headed to indianapolis Mm -hmm. uh, for the big 10 tournament on my way right uh, thinking wow this is going to be weird today to see a game with no fans and of course we all know how that went so that's going to be bizarre.
0: It is strange. I covered the rocket, which, um, obviously you and I both covered two years ago and they only gave us one press pass this year. Cause that's how <laughs> stringent that they were the rocket mortgage classic at Detroit golf club. But, uh, uh, it was weird, but, um, let me also let you in on a little secret that our listeners are not <laughs> going to appreciate. <laughs> oh boy. Um, I didn't mind it one bit. (laughs) Cuts down on some of the... Man, it was a lot easier to work, navigate the grounds. And I think you're going to find that too at Michigan State, you know, not having to navigate through the tunnels and, you know, with the fans and knocking them out of the way to get to where you need to go. And it is, uh, that's nice. Uh, But it's certainly, the atmosphere is so much different. Uh, Yeah. I covered one Tiger game, which I don't know, I didn't know why we're covering at the ballpark. Like, we go to the ballpark we watch a baseball game and then we do our interviews over the computer. Like, I don't understand. It's just like, okay. I mean, I can probably pick up on this on TV. Um, now I hope, uh, you know, I I hope for our sake that once this does clear up next year, the year after, whenever that uh, we can get back to normal and start, you know, I hope that sports teams don't take this model and push it forward because, uh, we're missing out on a lot of access and, uh, to these players and, and to coaches, and that that's, yeah. that's, that's a downfall. I mean, we still get to cover sports, which is great, but we are missing out on a lot of access that we would normally have, and I think that, you know, you're not getting quite the insight on a lot of the beats that maybe you would normally get. So I hope for that sake we can get back to normal and hope these sports teams don't look at this and go, oh, well, it worked. I remember back in 2020 when we just had these guys interview everyone over a computer. <laughs> Let's just do that from here on out, I really hope. For sports journalism' sake, that that doesn't that doesn't. Not matter. only
1: that, that they pick who's who's going on. Right.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, you, 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 know. you know, you get, and this has been a problem with this, Don't want to get off on a tangent, but this has been a problem <laughs> with the, uh, with the, you know, with the sports, uh, you know, media for a long time. Is a lot of these teams, and especially colleges, are just hand-picking a couple people, and they're basically yeah. pushing the narrative that you can write about. And God forbid you call a kid up on your own. Oh my God, that well, holy yeah. hell to pay from the SIDs. Yeah. God forbid you you pick up the phone and call call a player. Oh no, uh, that'd be the worst thing ever. So they've been pushing this for a while. I hope that this doesn't accelerate that process to limit the access to sports media because it has been a problem for a while. And this, um, I'm not saying this was a convenient excuse to go this way because I think you had to go this way right now. But, man, I hope that it doesn't stay yeah. this way once this is all over.
1: Yeah. We've been kind of lucky at Michigan State, basketball especially since time Izzo still exists. Right. He doesn't operate like most colleges. You're, It's it's wide open. Football, under Mark D'Antonio, not nearly as much. But normally if you requested a guy, you got him. Right. So at least it wasn't always being handpicked. But you're right. it's It's been trending this way for a long time. And I, I know a lot of people have to say, who cares? What's does it matter? Well, I mean, then that allows the team to push the narrative and well, they, have well, out they, there what you, they want you to hear. Exactly,
0: and if you look and, at if you look at the newspapers and you look at, well, I'll take Michigan football for example. They hand out the same players. Yeah. And you see four different media outlets writing the same damn story. Right. You know, I mean, that's not serving uh, your your audience very well. And uh, but they're allowed they're allowed to do that because what does, Mich- does Michigan's does brand need the media per se? Not yeah. necessarily. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I, I just hope that the media gets back to normal too. i uh, yep. not, you know, I know no one likes to hear us cry about it, but, uh, <laughs> but it affects what you get to read, yeah, insight that you get given to you. Um, so well, that's the that thing now. Yeah.
1: People want all this, this information about what's happening. So right now at Michigan state, it's what's going on with the quarterback and who's going to start, you know, who's going to be the middle linebacker, all these things when, when you're removed from it and you're only getting what the team gives you then you really have no insight
0: right
1: you know what i can't give the readers what they want when you're just sitting here behind a screen waiting for them to provide some content for you so that's that's why it matters to the readers i know like you know, some people might complain more, but you know it, right. that's also the reality and it affects what what you're trying to understand about the team you give a crap about so it all matters
0: yeah uh speaking of the msu quarterback you and we touched on it a little bit earlier but you wrote about Rocky Lombardi. Today. Yeah. Um, that's at DetroitNews.com. You can check it out. It's not behind a paywall, but <laughs> we still would love for you to subscribe. Sure. For hour a month, uh, it's really easy to subscribe and you get access to all our premium content. Um, you know, all the good stuff that Charbonneau likes to, you know, kind of keep under the vest until uh, until we're gonna put it behind a paywall. You know, but uh, no dollar a month. Um, check it out. But Sharp knows the story on uh, Lombardi is up online. Detroitnews. You can check that out. Really quickly before we get into the schedule, just kind of give us an update on him. And
1: uh, yeah, and any I'll tell other you what
0: quarterbacks that are not going to play well this year. Just kind of boy, you I,
1: you the negative Nelly is right back. I tell you, we took a long break and. You have not changed one. I'm a little
0: day. tired today. A little cranky. Not tired. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. A little tired today. You know, okay. I, I get a little tired midday during COVID, you know, and ah, it's not even like midday anymore. It's 523. Jeez, type run now. Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> here's the deal. I mean, I, I've i not exactly been, you know, a Rocky Lombardi, like he's the next guy. In fact, I've been a little skeptical of that because when you look back the last couple of years, the amount of times Brian Lewerke was playing hurt, it kind of always told me if, if they had real confidence in the backup, there's a lot of times Brian Lillewerke shouldn't have been out there. Just physically couldn't make the throws and they opted to play a hurt quarterback instead. So I've never been really wowed by Rocky Lombardi, but I will say this. He is starting to look and sound like the part. You know, sometimes when you're younger, it kind of sounds a little arrogant, but now it sounds confident. I don't know if any of that's going to translate on the field. I mean, he's completed 43% of his passes in his career. That's not a lot of passes, I know. Um. But he, I don't feel as skeptical about him winning that job now as I would have say at the end of last year. Um, I know there's a lot of talk about Peyton Thorne, who's a redshirt freshman, but it's one of those things. It's, everyone loves the backup, the guy you haven't really seen. I mean, they used to chant Damian Terry's name for crying out loud at that stadium. Um, and, you know, <laughs> what did Damian Terry amount to um, as, as a quarterback? Uh, so it's, you know, it's all the he, unknown. Did he, Everyone's,
0: the, did he win the Ohio State game?
1: Damien, well, he played about twenty percent of the snaps. That was more Tyler O'Connor. Okay. In fact, one of the two scores Ohio State had, they both are touchdowns were on turnovers. The first was his when he got sacked and fumbled inside the ten. Anyway, we won't rehash Damian Terry's career. I'm just saying, Rocky Lombardi, <coughs> excuse me, he he's he he seems a heck of a lot more confident to me, and not in a cocky way, um, to where I believe he's got he's got a shot now winning that job again. If he goes out and throws, completes 40% of his passes, none of that's going to matter. But I, I still kind of think the way this offseason's gone, you know, a lot of, you know, missing all spring practice, so much stuff on and off, the safe bet is he's going to start. Whether he stays in that position, if by game eight, he's still the starter, I don't know. Mm. Um, but that's kind of the gist of today's story. He sounds like a leader. He's certainly a leader. People follow him on that team. And if that amounts for anything, he's in a better spot than any other quarterback on that roster. But. He'll have to prove it on the field.
0: Does he look like a leader? Does he still look like
1: Jesus with that hair? No, oh, he's cut his hair. Oh, really? hair shorter now. yeah You guys get your hair cut together? No, his isn't as short as mine. Yours uh, is pretty damn short. All those, even since last
0: week, it's grown pretty pr- fast. I'm quite It goes fast,
1: and I forgot we're doing family pictures Saturday, and that was... Uh, it, looks, yeah. it looks good. It looks good. It looks good. I don't know. You're all right. <laughs> You're all
0: right. Um... Okay, just a couple other quick items before we get into the schedule really quick, um, but uh, you wrote a little bit this week. Um, obviously, since the Big Ten announced last Wednesday that they're restarting, a lot of opt-ins, again, from players who have opted out. What's the situation with with Michigan State players who opt it out?
1: Yeah, two, well, two more have opted in. Marcel Lewis, the linebacker, Richard right. Freshman. The big the big name is Jacob Panasuk, senior defensive end, has opted in. We still don't know officially on Jordan Reed, a senior right tackle. I, If I had to bet right now... He's probably going to end up playing, um, and and those are the three. I mean, they had a, a true freshman offensive lineman who had opted out, which who was probably going to redshirt anyway. So that that's the big the big three for Michigan State. They don't they're not in a position like Michigan where they got guys, you know, opting out to get ready for the draft stuff like that. So it you didn't you didn't have any real hurdles with did they sign with an agent or take anything mm-hmm. improper. Both those you know, Panis can read were both saying, "Hey, I'm opting out for safety reasons. I'm going to come back next year." Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like. That was a big issue for them. So really for them it's just a simple matter of now they feel more comfortable with it uh, and they're going to play. So, I mean, it's it's important for Michigan State. They don't have a lot of experience. Those are two senior guys that have played a lot of snaps. I don't know how huge of a difference – are they big difference makers? Maybe. Um, but if you get to play those guys and not a redshirt freshman, somebody who has hardly played, I think you're going to be in, in better shape. So that's where they're at.
0: Okay, uh, well, the schedule came out on Saturday because we to the Big Ten to get a huge audience at,
1: at
0: yeah. 10 a.m. on a Saturday for this uh, <laughs> scheduling announcement that they didn't promote at all. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, big Ten is just, uh, you know, just – I thought they handled the restart so well, and then they had an opportunity to do something. I think maybe because they got so hammered last time with the scheduling. Probably. Just like, well, just kind of put it on Saturday, and if that way if anything happens, no big deal. But anyway <laughs> – they started the weekend of October 24th. This is an eight-game schedule. There are no buys, and then they have the bonus week, the end of the season, where uh, seven will play seven seed from the other side. I'm just randomly picking out the number seven um, for the seed for the bonus game. I assume that we might have Michigan State involved in that, but who knows? Maybe Rutgers.
1: I'll tell you what. You are like remarkably cynical today. Dead well, last?
0: You know they're going to be six or seven. I mean, right?
1: Yeah, Rutgers is in their division. You remember uh, that, right? Yeah,
0: and they play in the opening week. How much money are you going to put on Rutgers? The Michigan State to win that game?
1: I'm certainly not putting any money on Rutgers. Have Have you paid attention to Rutgers the last?
0: No, 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 no. I just know Michigan State's coverage pretty bare, though, too. And uh, uh,
1: nothing, nothing compared to Rutgers.
0: All right, so Rutgers will be a win, <laughs> is what you're saying. Yes. you're guaranteeing that Rutgers will get a win.
1: How do you take what we just said and twist that into guaranteeing?
0: Because I'm trying to back you into a corner. <laughs> anyway, the big time was very friendly. They put, they, Rutger, were. they put Rutgers and Michigan State to play first, which would guarantee that one of these crap teams <laughs> will get a win the first week of the season. Um, it's, at, uh, it's at Michigan State. Yeah. matters. Home, uh, field uh, yeah, huh.
1: home field advantage. Yeah, home
0: field advantage. We you playing Thunderstruck to a crowd of zero. That would be really exciting.
1: No, you're—they're not going to play Thunderstruck. Mel Tucker was clear that they needed to refresh the playlist. Come no, on. No,
0: they're not getting rid of Thunderstruck.
1: I'm pretty sure you're going to hear a whole new operation.
0: I'm done with Mel Tucker. He's dead. <laughs> if they cannot get—I mean, Thunderstruck has gone through how many coaches? I mean, uh, it's Thunderstruck was playing way before I got. It was playing when you were there, probably.
1: I don't know. They were terrible. Know. We you didn't go to know. games. You,
0: you went to some games they were playing thunderstruck back two or three
1: i don't think they were you didn't have the fancy screens and sound system
0: well i know my entire time there i'm pretty sure it was 99 2002 and i'm pretty sure they played thunderstruck and that's like one of of the highlights of my time at Spartan stadium was thunderstruck
1: (laughs) wow (laughs) there were no highlights in my time
0: what are they going to upgrade the playlist to like
1: I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't so know. Is, these
0: are the stories that the readers want.
1: Do they? The stories really? stories
0: that readers will pay a dollar a month.
1: <laughs> what's, what's on the playlist? Yes. All right.
0: I want you that When we meet for our next podcast in four months, I want you to find out what <laughs> song they're playing. <laughs> if they give her a thunderstorm, I'll tell you what. Put it down. They're going to have some angry MSU fans. There will be oh, some come on. people. I, I swear there will. There well, will this just, song just song in.
1: Song. This just in, if the players want to change it, they'll change it. Yeah,
0: what are the, but the players, I mean, what the players they want to change it to, like they can't, well, I guess there's no fans, so they can play whatever the hell they want. <laughs> right. <laughs> I guess that won't matter. So anyway, um, well, before we go through it, game by game, and you already have called Rutgers a guaranteed win for Michigan State. <laughs>
1: Clearly, that's what but, I
0: said. Uh, the over-under is interesting. It's three and a half wins for Michigan State, according to most Vegas places. And now this three and a half does include that bonus game. Um, which is interesting as well. So three and a half wins on a nine-game schedule. Over/under. You have to bet a million. I'll take the. Dollars. I'll you take the over. Million dollars right now.
1: I'll take the over on a nine-game. I had them, and and my predictions in the paper. I had them four and four, which is hilarious because oh you really goodness. don't. You don't really know. Did you, what? Did you really? Yeah, and here's here the one win I'm uncertain of is I haven't beaten Indiana. Okay. Um I don't I, feel good I, about I, that. Yeah,
0: it's going to be tough. I think that's Yeah,
1: Indiana's a good team. They won 8 games last year. They didn't lose much. In fact, they hardly lost anything. I I So you're saying I,
0: they so you're going to say that they beat Rutgers? Yes. They beat Indiana. That's the one you don't feel yes. good about. They're going to beat Maryland and they're yes. going to beat Northwestern.
1: Yes. That's it. So that's four right there. But even if I miss on one of those, if I, if I'm wrong on the Indiana one, which I probably will be, so
0: then they'll have to beat the sixth place team in the big 10 West the beat be like, Hoover, um, Nebraska,
1: Nebraska, Illinois. And I know these are all teams that beat them last year. I get it. Um, but you know, you're being eight, nine games in the, 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 the thought would be, you've made some progress by. That. <laughs> so yeah, come on, take the over, put Tony, do it. You're a gambling man
0: there's no way I could take the over because there's no, you think
1: they're going to go one and nine or one and eight. Don't
0: you? There's no Here's why I can't take them over. There's really no margin for error um, with the over. I mean, they can't have one bad week and get to the over because they're going to lose to Michigan. They're going to lose to Iowa. They're going to lose to Ohio state. They're going to lose to Penn state. So on the other four games, and then you got the bonus game against a team that they probably lost to last year. Like you said, uh, there's no margin for error. So those four weeks, they have to play good football, and I just don't, I just don't think that they're going to be there in Mel Tucker's first year. I think it's, I think it's a two, maybe a three-win season. I just, I don't, I, I just think there's just no margin for error.
1: I don't. I mean, I think that's a fair, fair, you know, position to be in. I, I, I just the, the, the idea that the cupboard's bare.
0: I'm not I'm, saying really it's completely, that, yeah. I'm not gonna saying it's completely bad. i understand they're not Rutgers I also think that you know Rutgers has a new coach and you know they got new things and whatever and I don't think that that's a guarantee win uh, Wait,
1: wait 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 you're you're being you're you're judging a against michigan state because of a new coach no. and then you're saying it for rutgers like somehow it's going to create some sort of magic
0: no the cup co- well the coach at rutgers has a little bit better track record doesn't he
1: so that doesn't change the guys you got out on the field
0: i'm just saying i think that there's a <laughs> little bit more there i think yeah you know i just think there's a little bit more at rutgers than there was last year um, that said rutgers over under is a 1.5 so yeah um so i get it that's probably yeah okay you're guaranteeing a win i'll go with you on that um, right, but so, that's it.
1: That's the only thing you're buying.
0: Yeah. Uh, so four and four. Okay. So and Rutgers, did you watch
1: Maryland the last nine games of last year?
0: I don't think year? they're that good, but I, I don't, I think Michigan state's pretty horrific. I just don't think they're good. Uh,
1: the horrific Michigan state team did win seven games and go to a bowl. Maryland won three. I don't know. I just, uh, I just don't see, I don't see
0: much here yet. I think it's going to be a tough year. I think it's going to be I think one it's of those.
1: The f- I think it's the frustration of a Michigan state fan who really loved Loved the high, high part of the D'Antonio era and is still really frustrated that seven and six might be more the normal year with a few, you know, the little peaks, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's, it's not John L Smith and Bobby Williams and that's great, but we, you know, we got used to 10, 11 wins and competing for divisions and why the seven and six kind of stinks, you know? So I think the, I don't know. It, it makes it makes people think we're terrible. Well, they're not. They're not terrible, but they're also not contending for the championship. You know what I mean? So it's so being being average makes you feel like they're terrible.
0: now I agree with you on the four the four obvious ones. I, I don't think there's much chance they have they beat Michigan, and that's the one difference too between what Michigan State was most of the time under Mark D'Antonio and where they are now. And that's I, I think that's where a lot of the frustration is from Michigan State fans is you look at the big games this year and you see no yeah. hope, very little yeah. hope. And under the, right. under the Mark D'Antonio era and where they were so many of those years, you look at those games and even in a bad season going into a big game, you thought there might be some hope. And I just think that there's just none of that going in this season. I think that's where the frustration is. The Mel Tucker situation, the, the Mel Tucker era is going to need some time to grow and to you know, build up some political capital among the fan base and he you know, he'll probably get there. Uh, but I think that's a lot of frustration because like you said, those four losses right there. I mean, I could, you know, you you could guarantee those I will guarantee those will all be losses.
1: Um and I'll, so, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll come close to guaranteeing it. The only thing I will say about Michigan, they got a lot of questions too. And yeah. look, I'd rather be in their position and have be dealing with their uncertainties right now as opposed to mm-hmm. Michigan State's. I'm just saying, in the second game of the year, you haven't really worked out the kinks yet. Some crazy stuff could happen. And, and I, I'm, I'm not saying right now Michigan State's a better team, not not by right. any stretch. But I'm just saying getting that game early like that, you could take yeah. advantage of the other team's mistakes too. But, I, yeah, if I got a bet. yeah, I'm,
0: maybe. But you mentioned it earlier, the big difference is, yeah, Michigan has some questions I think that no one's really sure. And by the way, their over-under is only six and a half, which isn't – you know anything any world beater there um so but i think when you look at michigan uh like you said earlier the nfl talent you know there, there's NFL, yeah. nfl talent up and down the depth chart and so I, I mean obviously that's a huge it'll be interesting i think uh we're all excited to see some college football with you know and uh, see some big 10 football and see what happens but uh you're gonna go four and four on those
1: uh, i'm gonna go Tony's gonna go one in. Seven, uh, let's see, Rutgers. Uh, all right, oh, you might go oh,
0: and eight Rutgers is a win. Uh, Michigan is a loss. <laughs> Iowa is a loss. Indiana is a loss. Maryland is a win. Northwest is a all right. I'm gonna go three, so I'm gonna go just under. And again, it's that no wiggle room thing. I'm gonna go under, so I'll say three and five, and then. You know, hopefully they get a fun little bonus game there. I really, by the way, love this idea of the bonus game, and
1: you
0: know, yeah. you know, gonna play a team from the other side. Um, you know, everyone plays that week. I think that's kind of fun. Um, I guess right now we just sit here and hope that uh, we get uh, we get in the football season. No margin, no no room for error, no no wiggle room, no bye weeks. It's nine nine straight
1: weeks, so. Well, the funny, the not funny, interesting thing that Bill Beekman mentioned when we were talking to him last week is he feels like it's almost a given that there's going to be some interruption somewhere. I mean, that has know, to it's, be. It's, yeah,
0: I, you know. So then what do you? All right, so here, so all right, so say you get to the Big Ten championship game and Ohio State is five and zero. You know, then what? You know, I mean, you know, and there's by the way, there's going to be some in the SEC too. Yeah. it's not just going to be the Big Ten. But the SEC is giving themselves a little wiggle room right. at the end of this month, you know, the big 10 kind of delayed things a little bit with their probably a little bit too early announcement uh, that they were not going to play. But what if you got a five and all house state team that goes in and wins the big 10 championships game and are they going to go to the playoff? I mean, it's good. That's where things are going to get really interesting is when, when yeah. pick, you know, if, if they have, you know, a bunch of teams and we've already seen 18 postponements and I think that number is going to continue to rise pretty rapidly because again the protocols and the, the rules, especially. but I think other conferences are going to take this very seriously as well. I mean, there's no, there's no order for air when it comes to that stuff, they're going to shut it down. So if you have a five and zero team, it's going to be fascinating to see how this works out. Yeah. But I think, yeah. and uh, you know, talking to Dan Dickerson before the baseball season restarted back in April, And uh, we didn't know what baseball was going to look like. Were they going to play 100 games or 50 games or 25 games or whatever? And he he said, you know, he said to me, he's like, look, it's going to be weird. It's going to be strange. We don't know how it's going to work out, but some baseball is better than no baseball. And I think that that's kind of where we are with football. Some football is better than no football. Let's, you know, let's see what happens. The protocols are in place to keep these kids safe. If they follow them to the letter of the law, which I'm pretty sure the Big Ten will do, um then you know we'll at least get to see some football so it'll be fun to see how it all plays out but i'll say three and three and five and i'm really anxious about three and five i think it could be six
1: i think we should just embrace the the weirdness the strangeness of this year and understand that when we get to the end of whatever it is not everyone's going to be on this on a level playing field Mm -hmm. some teams will have played eight some ten some nine it is what it is we should be happy. We're going to have some football and just let it play out and not yeah. freak out about it. So
0: keep thunderstruck at the beginning of Michigan
1: State football games. So, all right. Well, whatever. What do you think about? Do you like Michigan that early? The Michigan game being that early?
0: Uh yeah. I don't really care when the Michigan game is. Uh, <laughs> I really don't. I mean, it's it's we say it's early. It's Halloween, so it's actually like,
1: well second week. I mean, I get
0: on. I get it. No. I think it's cool. I actually, honestly, wish the Big Ten would have just kind of flipped the schedule on its head this year and opened with Michigan and Ohio State. I thought that would have been a great move. It would have really generated total big buzz for that weekend of October 24th. The Big Ten's back. You got Michigan, Ohio State. Let them go at it the first week, but they kind of stuck with things as normal. You know, that game's the end of the season. Penn State is uh, at the end of the season for Michigan State. So like finally, yeah, yeah, back back in that's traditional. <laughs> such rivals they are. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't mind it. I mean, it's going to be fun to have it early. I mean, um, you know, it'll be a nice little follow-up to that, uh, that fantastic Rutgers, uh, Rutgers-Michigan State opener, which is going to be, uh, you know, somebody's going to win that game unless they tie, <laughs> uh, which maybe that's fitting. So uh, that's about it. Check out detroitnews.com for all Matt's coverage. Uh, he's got, again, he's covering Michigan State as much as he can from, uh, from a zoom, from a zoom meeting. Um, uh, so check out that at Detroit news.com. And again, we have lots of, uh, exclusive content for subscribers, $1 a month. will get you total access to all the news has to offer. We break stories pretty regularly. It's well worth it buck a month. Uh, I can't think you're going to find a better value than that. So check that out at Detroit news.com. Follow Charbonneau on Twitter at Matt Charbonneau. You can follow me on Twitter, Although I wouldn't recommend following me on Twitter for the next month and a half.
1: <laughs>
0: maybe maybe follow me on Twitter after November third at Tony Paul 1984, and uh, we'll go from there. But uh, until that, uh, I think that'll do it. I think we'll try to do some more of these podcasts, Matt. Um, now that the season's going to get underway, we've been a little bit uh, a little bit loose with them. Uh, we were good when we started, it, and we're going to get back into a rhythm. I think now that uh, football is back and college basketball, by the way, also date for november 25th so we're getting back to some normalcy there so we'll, uh, we'll we'll have guests here we'll have uh you know other fun stuff so don't give up on the green room podcast just yet <laughs> but we'll be back and it won't take us two months to get back so that's it matthew sounds good enjoy your day we'll talk to you next week
1: Bye. bye